You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Scott Cullen, host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Locked On Podcast Network. What I'm doing now as we prepare for the 2021 Major League Baseball season is I'll give you a topic uh, off the top, and then we'll preview one American League and one National League team uh, for fantasy purposes on each uh, show. And so in today's episode, we're going to do a mock first round to start uh, before breaking down the fantasy options on the Boston Red Sox and the Atlanta Braves. So let's start with our mock first round. And now when you're talking about the you know, top 10 or 12 players uh, in fantasy baseball, you're, you're probably not going to make any glaring mistakes as long as you stay within the top 10 or 12 players in fantasy baseball. Uh, the first round is not a time to go reaching on anyone. This is uh, stick to the plan, uh, stick to the uh, tried and true, uh, and, and get guys who are going to be real uh, building blocks for your, for your team. Uh, in, in real drafts, uh, when... Uh, your team goes up to the podium and they pick somebody who, who shouldn't uh, go in that spot. If you've been you know, looking at mock drafts and they take somebody 20 spots too soon, you know, you're rightfully upset because they're not uh, taking real advantage of their draft slot. And so the same goes for your fantasy draft. You know, don't uh, go reaching. If there's somebody who you really like that is really a second or third round pick, well then you know, go get them earlier in the second or third round. But you don't go using up a first round pick uh, on those players because there are, you know, elite talents here at, at the top of the draft. Uh, and, you know, there's no point in reaching when you've got uh, this kind of talent to start. So let's start uh, the mock first round. And we'll start with Ronald Acuna Jr. of the Atlanta Braves. Uh, look, he could hit 40 home runs, steal 30 bases, give you 100 runs scored, 100 RBIs. Now, he might only hit 280. Uh, <laughs> You know, they, we're, we're talking very first world uh, problems in fantasy baseball if he only hits you 280. Uh, but that that's kind of the, the one question for Acuna Jr. And, and it's kind of offset by the potential uh, for him to kind of stuff the stats uh, otherwise, right? If you get somebody who can give you 40 home runs and 30 stolen bases, that's, uh, that's difference making right there. Uh, now at number two, I've got Mookie Betts, uh, outfielder for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, he can hit 30 home runs, can steal 20 bases. Probably score 120 runs. Now, he might not drive in as many, maybe 90 uh, at the top of the Dodgers order. Uh, and he's a career 301 hitter. Uh, so, you know, Mookie Betts uh, does, it, does it all and does it well. Um, but his ceiling might be just, just a tiny bit uh, lower than uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. And so you, you can take the, a safe pick with Mookie Betts at number two and, and you know you're not going to get burned. At number three, we get into a bit more of a... a a uh, wild card situation in some ways. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., shortstop for San Diego. The reason he's a wild card is I have him here at number three. If you want to take Fernando Tatis Jr. at number one, I'm probably not going to argue too hard against it uh, because, I mean, he has the power. He could hit you 35 home runs, could steal 25 bases, score 100, drive in 100. Um, and now in his brief career, he's got a 301 career batting average. If, if he does all those things uh, as your shortstop, you can certainly make an argument that Tatis Jr. would be worthy of, of top spot in the first round. But uh, I think in any order that you pick, 
uh, Acuna Jr., Betts, or Tatis Jr., you're getting three guys who can uh, contribute uh, in all five categories. Um, and so that's you know that's sort of the the uh, difference at the very very top uh, of the draft board. Number four, I've got Juan Soto, uh, the star outfielder for the Washington Nationals. Uh, he'll hit 35 home runs, could score 110, drive in 110, uh, and get you double digit steals even. Uh, now he hit 351 last season. If that's what he does this season uh, over a full season, well then you know it's game over. That that would be difference making enough uh, that he would be the most valuable. Uh, you know, fantasy player. Uh, but a reasonable expectation might be for Soto to hit around 300. And if he does that, well, uh, that's still great uh, and uh, puts him kind of in range with Betts and Tatis uh, and, uh, and Acuna Jr. up here at the top. Uh, but, you know, Juan Soto, uh, is, and the, he's still young, right? So we, there's potential there that, you know, maybe that 35 home runs turns into 45 home runs. Who knows? Uh, but I, I think, you know, you're pretty comfortable with any of those guys in your top four. Now, number five is a guy who's, you know, been living at the number one spot for about a decade uh, or close to it is Mike Trout. Uh, he'll still hit 40 plus home runs. He'll score 110, drive in 110. Uh, now, the question really for Trout is whether or not he steals bases. Uh, he only stole one last season, only stole 11 uh, in 2019, uh, but if Mike Trout decided he wanted to steal 25 bases, well, then he could be the most valuable player in fantasy. Uh, he's a career 304 hitter, only hit 281 last season. But if, if Trout stole 20 or 25 bases and hit 300 uh, and put up the power numbers that he's continued to put up, well, then yes, he he would still be the uh, the most valuable player in fantasy, I think. But uh, it's fair to question whether at this stage of his career, whether he's still doing that, going to run the, the bases quite that much, and maybe the average is starting to slip. Uh, just a little bit uh, from his elite level. Still, if you you get Mike Trout at number five, you're probably feeling pretty good. Uh, Number six, got Jose Ramirez, third baseman for Cleveland. Uh, And he he kind of fills across the board. He'll hit 30-plus home runs. He'll steal 25 bases uh, at third base. I mean, that's that's difference-making all on its own. Score 100 runs, drive in 100 runs. His career average is 281, hit 292 last season. Uh, So there's a ton to like about Jose Ramirez. Uh, now, he may not have quite the supporting cast in Cleveland, which might make it a little bit harder to score runs and drive in runs, but uh, overall, uh, Ramirez is a pretty safe option. Now, number seven, I'm going to move to the pitching mound. We've got some of the top pitchers, and Jacob deGrom of, of the Mets might be the one uh, with the most value because uh, the, the one kind of hang-up on deGrom uh, in recent seasons is that wins haven't come that easily for him. Well, the New York Mets should be good this season, and so... Uh, their ace, a guy who's you know won multiple Cy Young awards, uh, should win some games for them. And uh, and I think his trouble winning hasn't really been a reflection on Degrom as much as it's been a reflection of the Mets. You know, over the past three seasons, Degrom is a 2.10 ERA, 0.94 WHIP, with 11.6 strikeouts per nine. That guy should win games. Uh, and so, uh, if if he kind of continues to deliver at that level, uh, you have to expect that the wins will come. Uh, with a Mets team that, you know, should be competitive. And, you know, if they win 90-plus games, well, then their ace uh, should win enough to be uh, an elite fantasy starter. Uh, if it's not DeGrom, maybe it's crosstown to Garrett Cole, uh, the Yankees. Now, in the past three seasons, Cole is a 2.71 ERA, 0.96 whip, 12.9 strikeouts per nine. Uh, but he's also won 42 games. That's, uh, you know, kind of his difference maker uh, is that he's been able to win a bunch. Now, two of those seasons were with the Houston Astros. Uh, 
Um, and then last season with the Yankees, he wasn't quite as dominant as he'd been in Houston and had a 3.89 fielding independent pitching, which, you know, isn't quite uh, up here in the, the lofty heights of the first round. You wouldn't expect that. So uh, Garrett Cole still a, a really good option. And, you know, there's certainly a path to him being uh, the best option. Uh, but uh, it, given the choice, I think I, I would take DeGrom, who has uh, consistently better numbers, uh, and hope that the wins follow, uh, as opposed to Cole, where you're kind of banking on the wins uh, and hoping that the other numbers uh, kind of stay close enough to DeGrom. Now, the third starting pitcher here, who I've gotten the ninth spot in the first round, is Shane Bieber, uh, who was the best pitcher in baseball last season. Uh, had a 1.63 RA, 0.87 whip, and 14.2 strikeouts per nine, and a dozen starts for Cleveland. Now, can he do that for a full season? Is this the what Shane Bieber is now, that he can pitch at that level? Um, I'm still kind of wary about that. You know, the, one of the things I cautioned about on, on the last podcast is don't overrate the results of 2020. It was a short season, a couple of months. You know, we don't want to uh, either overrate a player who, who performed really well like Bieber did or underrate a player who performed poorly. More on that later. Um, so, you know, Shane Bieber still definitely deserves to be in the first round. Uh, I'm just I look at DeGrom and Cole having sort of longer track records uh, of pitching at an elite level and, and feel tiny, tiny bit safer with them. Uh, at number 10, we've got Trey Turner, shortstop for Washington, uh, who's continuing to add some power to his game, you know, so he could hit you 20-plus home runs. He'll steal 30 bases, could score 100 runs, and you know, maybe he drives in 80. Um, in his career batting average, 296, but he hit 335 last season. Now, if Trey Turner hits 335 over a full season, well, move him up the board because, uh, again, that's a that's a difference-making batting average. But if he hits 296, that's still pretty great too, uh, and you can be pretty happy uh, about what you're getting from your uh, late first-round uh, shortstop. Now, at number 11, we got Freddie Freeman of the Atlanta Braves. Uh, Freeman should hit 30 home runs, drive in 100, score 100, uh, his career batting average is 295. He hit 335 last season. He, he's not going to steal a ton of bases, but you know, not many first basemen do. Uh, and he's consistent and reliable. And <laughs> there's nothing wrong with a guy who's going to give you 30 home runs, 100, 100 runs scored, 100 RBIs, and hit around 300. Uh, that's a, a pretty safe option uh, at first base. Uh, now, in the the last pick of the the first round here, the 12th pick, I'm going to take Christian Yelich. Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. And now, <laughs> just as we don't want to uh, overrate Shane Bieber based on 2020, we're going to try not to underrate Christian Yelich based on his 2020, which was <laughs> awful. Uh, there, there's no two ways about it. Um, but if we, we look at projections for Yelich, he should hit 30 home runs, steal 20 bases, score 100 runs, maybe drive in 90 or 100. Uh, his career batting average is 296. Uh, but that's after hitting 205 last season. And you know, do you, do you think that Christian Yelich is just now a 205 hitter after leading the National League in batting average in 2018 and 2019? Probably not, right? Um, so he 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 does have a little bit of sleeper value, uh, provided that he bounces back in 2021. Uh, but uh, I think with the, with the last pick in a, a 12 round or a 12 pick first round, Christian Yelich you know has a high enough ceiling that it's worth taking a shot on him there. Uh, few guys who, you know, might be just outside that top 12. Uh, Rocky shortstop Trevor Story, uh, who will give you home runs and stolen bases, uh, though he's uh, might might be uh, fighting uphill uh, in a depleted Colorado lineup. Uh, Francisco Lindor, 
the shortstop uh, was moving to the Mets. Uh, was a bit of a disappointment, or maybe a lot of a disappointment last season, but uh, has has a strong track record uh, previously. Uh, Manny Machado, third baseman for San Diego, uh, consistent power, uh, and Cody Bellinger, uh, the Dodgers center fielder who uh, has big power and uh, you know could could be uh, an elite performer. Um, but I think I'd probably feel safer with uh, those guys in the second round uh, rather than the first. Uh, so that gets us through the mock first round. Uh, and when we come back, we will dig into the Boston Red Sox. Rock Auto's an online parts source where you can get just about anything for any type of vehicle. I'm pretty much incompetent when it comes to doing things for my car. I'll put gas in it and put air in the tires. Otherwise, I'll leave it to my mechanic. But my father-in-law, he's a do-it-yourself wizard. He rebuilt a bunch of cars, including a vintage Jaguar and at least one BMW. This is the site for him. It has great prices on an incredible variety of parts. Having access to such a vast parts repository does have its advantages. Need an ignition starter switch for a Lexus SUV? I did a while back. Let me tell you, the day that it, uh, it died in the middle of the car wash was not my favorite day. But with a click of a mouse, a handful of options are ready on Rock Auto. How about brake pads for a 2016 Kia Sorento? They've got those too. I mean, you'll find what you need because they have an amazing selection for just about any kind of vehicle at reliably low prices. They have all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, two top teams in the NBA's Western Conference battle it out before the All-Star break. Will the Suns and Lakers meet again in the Western Conference Finals? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. So now let's look at the Boston Red Sox, a team that was very disappointing in, in 2020, and you know they, they're probably better in 2021, and they definitely have some decent options when it comes to fantasy. We'll start with shortstop Xander Bogarts, who's going to be an early pick, probably a second rounder. Um, the only difference really between Bogarts and the elite shortstops is that he doesn't steal bases uh, at that same rate. Otherwise, uh, He'll hit 25 home runs, score 100 runs, uh, hit 300. Uh, he's he's definitely a quality option if you end up with Xander Bogarts as your starting shortstop. Um, but he's just not quite uh, in first-round material. Uh, in the same kind of range is third baseman Rafael Devers, who could be a, a real value pick this year because he had a real rough first month in 2020. Uh, but once he kind of turned around in the second half of the season, which is just another month, uh, Devers uh, kind of was back on track the way he had been hitting in 2019. So uh, if if he comes back uh, for a full season here and hits like he did in 2019, um, Devers uh, has a chance to be, you know, a, a real kind of elite uh, power hitter at third base and, you know, maybe, you know, would push first round value, uh, but you're not going to have to take him there. You're probably looking second or third round uh, to get uh, Bogart's endeavors. A little further down the board, uh, Alex Verdugo, the outfielder who, who came over as part of the Mookie Betts deal. Uh, in his 159 games over the past two seasons, he's hit 300, has an 827 OPS, 18 home runs, eight stolen bases. You know, there's some potential there uh, for Verdugo uh, to, you know, put up some pretty good numbers uh, over a full season. D.H. J.D. Martinez. Now, this is an interesting one because he was awful in 2020. But from 2017 through 2019, so that's three seasons. It's 124 home runs, 339 RBIs, a 313 batting average. Now, that's 41 home runs a year, 113 RBIs a season while hitting 313. Now, 
Martinez is 33. He has to bounce back, right? There's the his career shouldn't just fall flat uh, based on what happened in 2020. So because he struggled in 2020, uh, Martinez has a chance to be uh, a bit of a sleeper uh, for 2021, uh, in some ways uh, even more so than Devers does. Uh, but you have to look at that track record prior to 2020 uh, and believe that J.D. Martinez can still be a productive hitter. Now, a player who you know doesn't have a huge reputation but is pretty decent starting catcher for fantasies, Christian Vasquez. Um, he's not a huge difference maker, but he's also not a liability. And for a catcher, that, 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 that's enough. Uh, and so uh, Vasquez has a little bit of pop, uh, doesn't kill you with a batting average, you know, could hit 260, 270. Uh, and if he does that, uh, that's plenty valuable uh, for fantasy purposes. Uh, now when we, we start moving into uh, more questionable territory, uh, you could get uh, Kike Hernandez, uh, who looks like he's going to uh, get a shot at second base uh, for the Red Sox. He's obviously been a super utility uh, player for the Dodgers uh, and has a little bit of power uh, and obviously tons of versatility. Uh, but if he plays every day, uh, whether it's at second or just in a, in a variety of roles, um, he could be uh, a viable fantasy option, You know, maybe a, a late round kind of middle infield uh, option. Now at first base, uh, Bobby Dahlbeck. Uh, has home run power, uh, but not much else. And, and so uh, if the time comes that you end up having to, to take a swing with Bobby Dahlbeck, uh, you're probably you know making some compromises there where you realize that uh, you might get 25 or 30 home runs, but you're also getting a, a 220 or 230 batting average too. Uh, then we got a couple of outfielders. Uh, Franchi Cordero, uh, who came over in the Andrew Benintendi trade, has shown a little bit of power and, and can run a bit, but also has very limited Major League Baseball experience. So kind of who knows what you're getting. Uh, that's kind of a, a flyer you take late in your draft. Uh, if uh, I suppose if reports are, are good coming out of spring training, uh, maybe that would be enough to uh, push you in that direction. But uh, otherwise, Cordero might be someone to scoop off the waiver wire. Uh, also, Hunter Renfro. Uh, came over from Tampa Bay. Now he's a power hitter who, who could hit you 30 home runs, but he also hit 156 last season. Uh, so you, you're not going to have to uh, compete with too many people if you want Hunter Renfro, uh, but be aware that uh, he is a, a viable power option. Uh, and then on the bench uh, for the Red Sox, there's Marwin Gonzalez, who's a super utility guy. And sometimes uh, at various points in his career, he's had he's hit enough to have fantasy value. Uh it wasn't in 2020 necessarily, uh, but uh, th- there may come an, uh, a point this year where you head to the waiver wire and you're like, ah, you can convince yourself on Marwin Gonzalez. All right, to the pitchers. And th- this was not a strength uh, of the Red Sox in 2020. Hopefully could be a little bit better uh, this time around. Now, Nathan Eovaldi might be the safest one. Uh, he throws really hard, has not been super durable, uh, but probably worth a mid-round pick because when he's been healthy, his results are, are decent. You know, he'll, uh, you know, push 10 strikeouts per nine, uh, maybe get an ERA in the, in the mid threes. Uh, and you know, if he, if he happens to be your, you know, fifth or sixth fantasy starter, you know, that's probably not too bad. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, uh, missed all of 2020 due to COVID-19. Uh, and he had a really serious case. Uh, but he's, a legitimate fantasy starter when he's healthy. 
Uh, he had 19 wins in 2019, which obviously stands out, but uh, his other numbers aren't quite at, at that level. Uh, in his previous three seasons, uh, when he didn't pitch in 2020, so the three years before that, had a 3.92 ERA, 1.30 whip, and 9.7 strikeouts per nine. Now, for fantasy, that, that doesn't scream, oh my gosh, I have to get Eduardo Rodriguez, uh, but uh, it's you know a guy who can fit into your rotation uh, if need be. Uh, then we, we really start into the questionable spots. Uh, Garrett Richards, who's a quality enough mid-rotation starter when he's healthy, but he's also never healthy. So there's not a whole uh, lot of value in, in drafting Garrett Richards. You know, if, if he happens to be healthy during the season and you need somebody off the waiver wire or you're streaming somebody uh, based on some, you know, positive matchups or two starts in a week, Garrett Richards uh, might have appeal then. But given his... Uh, trouble staying healthy over the course of his career, uh, there's not much value on draft day. Uh, other starters in that uh, Boston rotation, Martin Perez, Nick Pavetta, they don't really have fantasy appeal. Uh, there are a couple of other options, though. Uh, Chris Sale, uh, coming back from Tommy John surgery, caused him to miss 2020. Uh, but look, at, at his best, Sale's one of the top handful of pitchers in the American League. From 2012 through 2018, he finished top six in the American League East Cy Young voting in every season. Uh, so if, you know, Chris Sale, maybe he isn't that guy uh, anymore, but if he comes back and he's healthy, uh, then, you know, there's obvious upside there. And uh, if that means, you know, spending a late pick on him because uh, there's uncertainty about when he's going to start the season, uh, that's well worth it. Uh, if if reports come out of uh, spring training that, you know, that he's going to be re- early, ready earlier in the season, then you might have to go use a middle round pick on Chris Sale. But I think if there's if there are indications that Sale is healthy, uh, then you, you should be uh, you should be prepared uh, to take a shot at him because he has a chance to be a difference maker. Uh, one more uh, potential difference maker from the starting rotation uh, is ten, prospect Tanner Houck, uh, who had great numbers in three starts. Uh, for the Red Sox last season, 0.53 ERA, 0.88 whip, struck out 21 in 17 innings. So could just be a matter of time before he gets a, a spot in that Boston rotation. Now, when it comes to the bullpen, uh, Matt Barnes uh, is the, the number one closing option for Boston, but he also has 15 career saves. So uh, maybe not uh, the safest uh, bet as a, as a closer. Uh, in that case, you know, keep Adam Adovino or Ryan Brazier in your thoughts too. Uh, but uh Barnes is the one heading into the season who, who should be the, the closer. And uh, you probably don't have to go for him all that early, uh, given his limited track record. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And Major League Baseball, as you might have heard, is coming up. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. There are real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. If you're the type of baseball fan that can't help but get giddy over prospects, we have the podcast for you. Locked On MLB Prospects, hosted by minor league play-by-play voice Aram Layton, is the only daily podcast devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow. 
from team-focused farm system breakdowns, prospect rankings, and interviews with some of the brightest up-and-comers in the game, Locked On MLB Prospects is the best way to stay plugged in on the future of your favorite team. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. And send me your questions. I'm at by Scott Cullen on Twitter. The show is at LO underscore Fantasy MLB on Twitter. If you want to send me an email, direct it to LockedOnFantasyBaseball at gmail.com. So now, covered the Boston Red Sox. Let's take a look at the Atlanta Braves. As, as we started this uh, with a mock first round, uh, we've got a couple of Braves here right off the top. Uh, right fielder Ronald Acuna Jr., who could be the number one overall pick uh, in fantasy, and at the very least should be top three because he has rare power and speed uh, combination. Uh, at first base, we got Freddie Freeman, uh, also uh, a worthy first round pick, just maybe not right at the top. Uh, probably more a late first round pick because uh, he's not as flashy as Acuna. He doesn't steal bases, uh, but... Uh, he's consistent and reliable and steady, uh, and there's value in that. And, and Freeman, uh, with that production, um, just kind of continues to be one of the, the top players at first base. Uh, a little bit later, but not that much later, second baseman Ozzie Albies. He's not quite in the same tier as Acuna and Freeman. I mean, they're in, they're in rare territory. Uh, but Albies is an early pick, uh, like third, fourth round maybe. You know, there aren't a lot of second basemen who can give you 25 home runs and maybe 15 stolen bases, uh, and Albies can. So uh, he follows up uh, a couple of elite players, uh, but he slides in there with, with some pretty good value on his own. Uh, also, outfielder Marcelo Zuna, who has massive power. Is probably a better fit as a DH, uh, but worked better for fantasy if he's an outfielder. And so uh, Marcelo Zuna, uh, if you're looking for somebody who has 40 home run potential, uh, he's your guy. Uh, catcher Travis Darno, who had an awesome season in 2020, and that it's also probably not what he can do over a full season. Uh, but Darno is a legitimate asset as a ca- as a catcher who can hit. Uh, <laughs> I, I think as we kind of go through these previews, you'll you'll find out that uh, any catcher who can uh, kind of hit at all uh, is going to have uh, real value. Also, shortstop Dansby Swanson, uh, who's made steady offensive progress over the past four seasons, continuing to add power. Uh, probably at this point is, is a great middle infield option, but uh, also probably okay as a low-end starter at shortstop too. Uh, then we move kind of down a little bit to uh, third baseman Austin Riley, who has lots of power, uh, but he's also a 232 career hitter uh, who strikes out a ton. Uh, and so at some point in your later rounds though, uh, Riley will be, would be attractive enough uh, that you, you'll see the 30-plus home run potential and, uh, and that might win out. Uh, over a batting average that uh, could be a problem. Then there's center fielder Christian Pache. Now, he's an outstanding defensive center fielder, but it kind of remains to be seen if Pache is going to hit enough to have real fantasy value. You know, it's probably worth a late round pick to find out, uh, but he's also 22 years old and it could take some time for uh, for his bat to, to really have an impact. And so, uh, you know, take that late round pick, see if it works. And if, if not, uh, you haven't uh, ventured a whole lot uh, to find out. Uh, don't, don't go reaching and taking him early uh, only to have Pache fall flat and then uh, it ends up being a, a lost value pick. Now, maybe the most interesting player on that, the Braves bench is outfielder Ender Inciarte. Uh, now, he only hit 190 last season. That's not the interesting part, uh, but that's a small sample. He's hit 282 uh, for the course of his career, and he can steal bases. So if Inciarte does get playing time, uh, whether it's due to injuries or if Pache isn't ready or um, you know whatever the reason, Inciarte could offer you some kind of sneaky fantasy value. 
Now, to the pitching staff of the Braves. They've got some good ones. Uh, we'll start with Max Fried, who, who actually turns out to be a prime candidate for regression. Uh, he was 7-0 with a 2.25 ERA and a 1.09 whip last season. Uh, and so, yes, he's probably not going to be undefeated over a full season. Uh, but just because, you know, Freed is primed for some regression doesn't mean he has to be terrible uh, either. Uh, and so you, you can you know, maybe understand that you're not going to be getting somebody who's you know going to win 20 games and have a 2.25 ERA, uh, but uh, Freed can still offer you plenty of value. And then there's Charlie Morton, uh, who did not have a, a very good regular season in 2020, uh, but showed in the playoffs that he still knows how to get outs. And so I uh, think playing for a Braves team that uh, expects to be contenders, you can probably expect uh, Morton to have uh, a pretty decent season. Uh, certainly he'll he'll win lots of games, uh, or he should. Uh, then we've got uh, Mike Soroka, who may not be ready for opening day. Also, he might. Uh, he's trying to uh, come back from a, a torn Achilles that uh, cost him most of last season. Uh, but uh, if uh, Soroka, and he is making progress, but... Uh, even if Soroka isn't quite ready for opening day, um, he's a pretty valuable uh, commodity given how well he pitched in 2019. Uh, then we've got uh, starting pitcher Ian Anderson, who his workload might be monitored uh, a little bit, but uh, he was really good once the Braves called him up last season. And, you know, control is the big issue. Uh, it kind of reared its ugly head in the playoffs a little bit. But if Anderson keeps his walks down, he could be great. Uh, if not, well, it gets a little more challenging. But uh, the upside there, uh, is good, definitely going to be worth uh, taking that, that pick in the mid-rounds. Uh, then we've got a little bit of a wild card is uh, Drew Smiley. Uh, 2016 was the last time Smiley threw more than 120 innings in a major league season. So, uh, you know, we're certainly not banking on on any kind of uh, huge impact. But, you know, in, in a small sample with the Giants last season, he was really effective. Had 14.4 strikeouts per nine. And so... If Drew Smiley is kind of hanging around there later in your draft and, and you know, you're looking for a sleeper, uh, he's, he's a candidate. So when it comes to uh, the bullpen, the, the Braves don't exactly have uh, lockdown options here. We've got Will Smith, uh, who gave up seven home runs in 16 innings last season. And, you know, that, that would be uh, disastrous for, for a closer, obviously. Uh, but he did have 48 saves in the previous two seasons. And so you have to consider Smith as, as part of the, the bullpen options there for, for Atlanta. And then there's Chris Martin, uh, who was really effective in 18 innings last season. But, you know, he's a 34-year-old who has six career saves. So, you know, may, maybe not uh, the safest bet uh, to close, close games. And, you know, you can look at this, uh, this Braves pitching staff and, and you can be reminded of Jethro Tull uh, with Ian Anderson and, and cold play with Chris Martin. Uh, and I, I suppose the Fresh Prince with, uh, with Will Smith. Uh, and so uh, all that aside, uh, the Atlanta Braves have a, a pretty great team heading into 2021 uh, and, you know, elite options for fantasy at the, you know, the top of their batting order and uh, elite pitchers too. So that will do it for today. I'll be back tomorrow. We will uh, continue on with the season preview. Uh, also check out Locked on Fantasy Hockey. Uh, show that I am now hosting and find these podcasts, subscribe, drop in a five-star rating on iTunes or Stitcher, Spotify, radio.com, wherever you get your podcasts. Stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily source for fantasy news and analysis.